Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to my first ever DMing session. Wesley, would you please tell the audience how nervous I am? Oh, he's more nervous than a whore in church. There it is. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> so, do you guys want to introduce your characters or you just want to start playing? How do you want to do this? What do you like? I I definitely do not like uh, character intros. I just find them to be kind of boring. Right. And so I think we should just get into this. All right. Um, Let's do it. <clears throat> the three of you are sitting in a carriage with a man who invited you there. And he, it's its two across and two, uh, one with him. So let's see. Um, I'll say that Tim and Chris, which is, Tim, and, Tim is Fawn. Chris is Jacques. You're sitting across from this guy. Wesley, a.k.a. Professor Bobo. <laughs> you're sitting next <laughs> just, to this gentleman. Just Bobo, for brevity's sake, is fine. You're going on a rickety-bumpety old path. Um, around you is the forest, and there's a light rain. It's it's not raining hard because you've got a forest canopy that's kind of blocking it and making it drizzle down on you, but uh, it's dark and spooky outside, and um, that's, that's our scene. So this rich man, whom you know is Archibald Pendleton, he met you in a tavern, and uh, he 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 heard you were going to this town, which uh, was named. Did you guys name this town? Oh yeah, you named it. Um, I forgot to write it down. What did you name the town? Killington, Kill Kill, Philadelphia. 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 Yeah. Philadelphia. Home of the Philadelphia Kegels. <laughs> <laughs> The Philadelphia Kegels. All right. So, yeah, he talked you into uh, a carriage ride down there. This is a, well, well, we'll we'll get to it in the story. So you're riding along, and Archibald Pendleton says, I'm so grateful to you, gentlemen, that you were willing to come with me on this uh, journey. Uh, grateful also that you were willing to split the bill. Um, you know, it's not easy to find people who are willing to take this path uh, unless they're desperate to get to... Philadelphia. I'm curious. Why are you gentlemen so anxious to get to Philadelphia? Well, what reason does any man have to go to Philadelphia except to kill? <laughs> Blimey, that's the reason I'm going as well. <laughs> to kill! Uh, and you, sir, uh, you, what was your name again? Cockroach? Jacques uh, Cockroach? Hey, uh, no, I mean, you obviously know me already, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm the world champ. I mean, granted, it was, it was a few years ago, but, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Jacques de Bloc. Mr. Bloc, I world remember. Champion boxer. I'm sorry, I'm a bit of a foreigner in this land. Uh, so, you're a professional fighter, you say? Damn right. But uh, I, I changed my ways, you know, I got knocked in the noggin too much, you know, and uh, <laughs> had to kind of take it easy after. And um, I, I found uh, found religion, kind of, or like kind of found me. I've been uh, hanging out at the Abbey. I became, uh, you know, a man of the cloth, a monk. That's why I shaved my head in this stupid way. Ah, oh, fascinating. He turns to the wizard next to him and he says, You, Mr... Mr. Bobo, was it? Professor Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> Professor. I laugh every time you say that name. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> um, what reason have you to 
make haste to this village. Yes, there's um uh academic uh, conference I'm attending. <laughs> Fascinating. Sounds uh... No, 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 no. That that that's a blatant lie. I'm going to an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> You, you recalled before when I said that there were few reasons to go to Philadelphia. <laughs> well, the orgies are one other reason. They're great in Philadelphia. I must, I must they, admit myself. Great orgies. Mm, it's top notch. Well, I don't think we'll have any trouble getting there. I, I, I don't know. Getting honestly. to the orgies? Are you, are you, are you accompanying us to the orgy? <laughs> to the town. Wait. Wait, you guys are going to the orgy too? <laughs> well, now that you mentioned it, um, if you could give me the time, I may be able to to pen it in. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I might be able to meet you guys down there too. I mean, uh, after my Hall of Fame uh, accepted speech, I'll uh, run right over there. Oh, yes. Well. I'm just warning you right now, I'm kind of big. I don't want to embarrass you or anything in front of your friends. It makes sense. It makes sense going to an orgy that you would want to take this shorter path, even though it's notorious for bandits, as I hear. Um, but I haven't any worry. I, uh, that's why I hired, what was his name? Uh, Mr. Butt Pluggington. <laughs> Which was uh, named by Tim. <laughs> yes, Mr. Pluggington up front. Uh, he's a bodyguard, I guess, and... I heard of them to protect us, but I am curious. Um, <laughs> were we to be raided by bandits, how mm. do you fellows think you would do in a fight? Of course, Mr. Champion Fighter, Mr. Block, I, I, I reckon that you would do quite quite well in a fight. But um, you, Professor Bobo, <laughs> you're a bit aged. I wonder, do you think yeah. you could take a man like me on in a fight? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're a bald motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so that's canon. What just happened? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I'm really... As he's, as he's... (laughs) Wesley's sick, by the way, and so is Tim. I've gotten everybody sick (laughs) these last few weeks. As he's talking about... we've never met in person. (laughs) As he's talking about the dangers of the road, um... Roll me a perception check real quick, everybody. That'd be a uh, uh, 16 minus 1, a 15. That's a 21 for me. Um, I'm pretty sure that it's even higher than Wes's. Hold on. Um, so mine is a 25. 20, 25. Man, you just had to one-up me, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> You have all noticed this guy's cane, and you would be—you would all feel pretty safe betting that there's more to it than just being a cane. Like this guy in general, even though he looks like a rich man ripe for the picking, you would suspect that he's kind of a trickster. You know, if you were a bandit and you were gonna mug this guy, he's probably got some defenses or two up his sleeve. But as he's talking about the dangers of the road, suddenly Mr. Butt Pluggington appears on the wheel well or the the outside of this carriage looking in the window and he says 
Uh, you lads ain't got nothing to worry about about this road. I, I got you. Uh, ain't nothing coming out here that I can't take care of. Well, you would do better to watch the road. Sir. Oh, uh, I'm not the driver. <laughs> I'm just the bodyguard. The driver is a friend of mine. He's a bit of a gambler. He is and found himself a little down and out. Actually, come to think of it, this carriage, he, he won it in this the bet. This gives me no faith in, in you whatsoever. This is, this, 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 I, ah, you're so I, frustrating, sir. You guys want to come to the orgy? I Let just me thought ask you. No, do not invite more to the orgies. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it might be comforting for you to know that this isn't the normal state of a business carriage with these broken windows and the rain coming in. I thought he might help you to know that he actually won it in a bet and uh, found himself down and out. Thought he'd be maybe use it to make some money. That's why he's not afraid to take this uh, this path. As long as he's got me, he flexes one of his biceps. Yep, you ain't got nothing to worry about. You call that a bicep? <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> Look at these. And he flexes. <laughs> Ooh, that's impressive. Ooh, I'd love to, to arm wrestle you one day. <laughs> well, let's do it right now. Come on. <laughs> okay, let's so jump he, on in here. He, he, he opens the door and he just kind of squeezes into the middle between the seats. And uh, so roll a strength check for me. Athletics? Mm, hold on a second. But plug into. But. <laughs> yeah, athletics. Alright. It's an 18 plus 5. 23. Oh. You absolutely. Like, so he puts his arm up, and you're going off of. Uh, <laughs> off of Fawn Jogarty's knee, and, and, and you grab his hand, and. It does. Like, it's not even a competition. He strains. Wait, and he, what about. What about Fawn Jogarty's knee? You're going. He puts his elbow on his knee, like to <laughs> to brace himself. Oh, Fawn is not strong at all. Like he probably <laughs> collapses under their pressure, like almost immediately. As soon as you grab this guy's hand, he's straining and grunting and groaning, trying to to bring your arm down. And then, in not but five seconds, you slam it. You you actually slam him right into Fawn Jogarty and probably give him a bruise in the side. That ah, was a nice try there, pal, and I uh, kind of do like a friendly kind of slap on the shoulder on him. He gives you a dirty look and rubs his uh, his elbow, and then he just kind of steps out of the car. Well, I'm probably uh, probably better at fighting men than I am at, at arm wrestling. He, he just kind of hops back in the front seat, and as he's on his way, the carriage hits a huge pothole in the rickety road, and... Um, one of the wooden... Why didn't you name the driver Rickety Road? That's so much better than Butt Chuggington. <laughs> <laughs> Butt Plugington is the bodyguard and Two Shakes is the driver. <laughs> Two Shakes? Uh, did you hear his rap album? It was fire, y'all. <laughs> the back left wheel of um, the, the side that um, Archibald Pendleton's sitting on, the old weathered wood of this wheel just splinters in the pothole and the whole carriage tips to one side and comes to a stop and the bodyguard suddenly jumps off and meets the driver around at that side and they're staring at this shattered wheel and the driver says god damn it Ugh. 
What are we gonna do now? Uh, this is a problem. And the Archibald says, Hmm. You lose a wheel, boys. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I bet I could lift this carriage up. We could put a new a new makeshift one on if you got it. And <laughs> um, Two Shakes says, I don't have it. Uh, oh, fuck it all. I'll, I'll have to just ride into town and get some help. You lads wait here. I'll be back in a I'll be back in a jiffy. In the Bandit Forest. You'll be fine. He undoes one of the two horses, jumps on, and just rides off into the night. This is completely unacceptable. I demand a <laughs> refund. Well, I ain't got the money. He's got the money. He already took off down the road. He already took off down the road. <laughs> I hear you. And I do not appreciate being conned. And that is exactly what has just happened here. No, this do I. Wait, job. wait, wait, yo, 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 hey. You all paid for this ride? <laughs> I thought it was complimentary. I instructed you to give your fair share to the driver. I don't know. I, I like you just pointed to the carriage that I got in, <laughs> and uh, you know that's how these things work. I'm a fucking superstar, yo. Well, with the way this carriage is gone, I don't feel sorry for his loss of expense. But tell me, sir, what are we supposed to do? We now? need just to burn it for warmth immediately. Do what? I'm freezing. Yeah, let's do that. I'm freezing. Yeah. We must burn it for warmth. <laughs> burn the carriage. <laughs> Oh, I'm hungry too. Let's uh, throw that horse on the fire. Oh, good idea. I I agree completely. I am famished, and I demand to be compensated. As soon as you guys start talking about burning the horse, <laughs> the, you see the the bodyguard get really shifty and nervous, and he says, "You know, I worry about him out in in the woods. I want to make sure we get." to the town get help uh i better go follow him and he he just runs as fast as he can undoes the horse jumps on and takes off no, into the uh, night oh, oh. i cast firebolt on him <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll for that yeah Holy 15 shit. um let's see on the horse <laughs> okay <laughs> Let me see if I have a horse here. I don't know. Hold on a second. If you don't, I can bring it up. Okay. Is it a draft horse? Is that a thing? Usually it'd be a war horse. War? Riding horse. That's gotta be a riding horse, right? Yeah. His armor class is a 10. What did you roll? I rolled a 15. 15. Oh yeah, you gotta roll damage. Okay, let me... Oh. That's a 9. Nine. Okay. <laughs> you just absolutely scorch the back of this horse and his tail starts on fire and he whinnies and he is not looking good. He keeps on running down the path, but he is, <laughs> he's really black and the guy on top of him is pretty singed too. <clears throat> good shot, old boy. Thank you. Ah. <sighs> can't believe they just left us here. This is the most unprofessional service that I've ever experienced in my life. I have something to confess to you, gentlemen. Uh, this is what worries me. We have a professional fighter here, yes, but... You know, I've heard rumors of more than bandits along this road. I've heard that it's... Well, I've heard that it's a bit haunted as well. 
I don't know if you believe in such things, but... Have you ever heard of the... Uh, can you guys make up a name for me? A last name? Uh, Butt Pluggington? <laughs> <laughs> Stepniak. Have you lads heard of the Stepniak Manor? Uh, oh, I, I, I just kind of stare blankly at everybody and look around. <laughs> the Stepniak Manor. Rumor has it that uh, it's 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 a haunted mansion. I, I met a man in the bar that we, we met. His name was Jasper Fensworth. He told me that he was there and that he was one of the few people to live to tell about his experience there and that that is why the locals don't travel this road. I didn't want to frighten you because I desperately needed to get to town, but truth be told, that's why they don't travel this road and I... I don't know what to make of it. Do you believe in ghosts? I don't believe in ghosts. If a ghost came a-knocking, I'd come a-knocking back, right? I don't believe it works that way, my my big friend, but... <laughs> what, you don't think I would punch a ghost? I would punch <laughs> a ghost. No, you would absolutely punch a ghost, and you would be quite brilliant at it, Jock. <laughs> quite. I agree, Mr. Block. Um... In any case, I'm freezing my ass off, if you'd <laughs> pardon my French. And I'd feel safer if I got a, a, a look at my surroundings. If we burn the cart, exactly. We should burn the cart immediately. You know I'll what? do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I, I cast <laughs> Firebolt. I cast Firebolt. That's a nat 20, boys. <laughs> nat 20. <laughs> It's 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 before he can even get the words out. The fireball is launched, and the entire carriage just explodes in a ball of flames. <laughs> I immediately uh, reach into my robes and pull out some uh, fingerless hobo gloves and put them on and start warming my hands by the fire. Oh hell yeah! I I too will. Uh, Fawn will move in a little bit closer and uh, warm his hands. Yeah, Bobo's gonna do the same. I must confess, it feels much better, although <laughs> now we're still getting rained on. Uh, well, here's the thing. Imagine if there was warm, tasty horse meat to feast <laughs> on as well. That does sound nice. I'm just going to explore for a bit. Uh, no, I'll... no, no. We are not going to separate. If we're going to go, we're all going to go together. Hey. If you look up there, I think I see a big house. (laughs) 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 Holy plot device. You're absolutely right. (laughs) You see it? It's right up there on the top of that, you know, big creepy hill. (laughs) Perfect. Maybe this will provide us shelter there. Uh, Let's go. (laughs) Conveniently, let's go, lads. here's the thing. Um, I must, uh... I must wait for a, a quick moment. She's wrong. Go on, I'll catch up. I, I have. Wait, what do you um, gotta go to the bathroom or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I must defecate. You literally <laughs> told us we mustn't split up. DM, can I? Uh, no, can I BM. Grab a piece He's of gonna take a BM. <laughs> can I take a piece of wood that's on fire as a torch and bring it with me? You can do if you so desire. Um, thank you. It's gonna be. Do you have press digitation? I do not. 
Okay, well... You could just firebolt every tree along the way on fire. Most of the trees here, are, it's been drizzling rain, so they're kind of damp. Um, but, you know, if you can get it dry and get it lit, sure, go for it. it it's on fire. The, the, the carriage is on you're gonna fire. Take a, you're going to take a piece from the carriage? Yeah, from the fire. Like, right. from the edge of the fire, and then let it... Roll a sleight of hand. You have to beat the burnt carts of AC. Ten. Ten. Well, I'm sorry, but the uh, fire had a uh, 15 on their <laughs> dexterity saving throw, so it dodges out of the way. You, you do, you do kind of burn your hand, but it's nothing serious. You get your, you get your little torch. Thank you. How oh much damage? Um, take one. Well, sir, if you, <laughs> if you quite finished, we're going to oh, be heading for the house. Um, I hate to try to uh, correct you, Doctor Mister Bobo. Um, you know, Dr. I know you might Mr. be me, but, <laughs> but, uh, but usually you want to, you know, grab a, a burning thing by the non-burning end. It, uh, <laughs> oh. it doesn't burn you as much. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't really leave my, my library much. And, uh, this guy is just turning into ignorant. God damn it! <laughs> you know, as boxers, we got to be really careful with our hands. So, uh, you know, I can't really. You know, that's one I thing understand. I know is how not to, to hurt your hands. You're you're very smart. You know, I I hear that uh, bad stuff happens to your brain after fighting. Um, and God damn. <laughs> Archibald has already started making his way down the path towards the house. All right. Yeah, Doctor Bobo, I know what him. you're saying. My, my my clock has been uh, ticks pretty good, uh, quite a bit, a little, you know, during my career. That's that's good. That doesn't make any damn sense. What do you mean your clock ticks pretty good? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not good in these, uh, you know, saying things. Are you coming, no, lads? Is... Archibald, oh, would you... We're walking, you jackass. Like, we can't walk and talk? <laughs> this is not a thing we can do at the same time? You didn't explain that to the DM. I said I follow behind him, and oh. I assumed everybody came with me. I didn't hear that. Well, it's recorded. So, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I need we to, thought I you need were staying behind to take a shit or something. Yeah. I, I, I was going to, but then I changed my mind because I was going to do something, but then I didn't because I changed my mind. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys, if you want to keep your conversation going for free. Well, you ruined it, so, I mean, I don't know what to say anymore. If this actually ends up getting posted up on the the feed like the oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys go off road um along this really overgrown trail. It's wet, it's, it's kind of muddy and you're going up this hill and uh you finally reach the plateau of this hill and before you is this house and it's it's in the middle of this kind of the manor is a um, kind of football field rectangle surrounded by this ornate stone wall that, again, parts of it are overgrown, but parts of it actually look really nice condition. 
it's odd. And uh, the house as well is kind of rectangular shaped. It just is right in the middle of this football field looking grassy lawn and it goes on back. What a large place. Um, do you see a sign anywhere? That down there. He pulls this mossy over, like, it's it's super worn. You can barely make out what it said, but it had actual printed, like, um, what do you call it? Beveled letters on it. And sure enough, read Stepniak. Hmm. This is it. This is the house Mr. Wait. Fenceworth spoke of. Now, let's not just go and charge in. Let's do a bit of investigative um, survey, let's call it. <laughs> Roll perceptions. <laughs> well, I get a plus seven, but to a two, that's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> I got a three minus one. It's a 17 for me. I almost called you Igmet. (laughs) 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 Professor Bobo, you notice you're looking at this wall around the house and the the grassy lawn. And one thing that you notice is that uh, the decay, this thing is supposed to be, we're going to have to retcon a little bit and say the professor told you this. This house is supposed to be like 100 years old, but there are um, parts of the wall and the grass that look spick and span like brand new like taken care of all these years mm. very peculiar well um first things first then Fon, Fon Jogarty being a uh, at least journeyman glassmaker slash blower is going to go and in- inspect the panes of glass uh for the windows and see how old those look one thing you notice about the windows is that this place isn't lit up like a lighthouse or anything like that, but there are candles burning inside. And you go up to the windows and they are clear as day. It's like age has not touched them. You guys want me to set the house on fire? (laughs) (laughs) I I do not believe so. Um, I, I think that we should probably... I mean, it would appear that someone is in. I agree. Perhaps we should just find out who lives here. It's not as if I know... It's not as if I was good friends with Mr. Fensworth. He could have made the whole thing up. Well, I... I 100% agree, which is why I was going to say we should knock. You don't need to convince me. I'm agreeing with you. Very well, then. Have at it. I bet I know who lives here. I think I got it all figured out. Um, that guy, Doctor Bobo, I think lives here. <laughs> He's my house, not my house. Oh, you're Doctor Bobo. No, okay. Uh, never mind. Then Wait. carry about your business. Did y'all notice what? that tree over there? It looks like a guy flexing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, care to Jock. do the care to do the honors, Mister Jogerty? I will go and knock. But first, I require my jock. <laughs> Me? Will you please come in? Yes, you're an authoritative looking gentleman. So, you know, that is perhaps a reason- uh, people would be more agreeable to come and let us in. 
All right, and just to paint the picture of what Jock looks like, he's, uh, imagine like a six foot five, like 270 pound, um, Benedictine monk. <laughs> Damn. With like slight, like a, a stubble beard. And, um, and yeah, like the, the middle part of his head is bald and then like just kind of stubble around that part. Um, Fawn is basically just dressed in like the latest fashion for, uh, the period. So it would probably be like a three piece suit with like a, a pocket watch. And then he just has, uh, he has a dagger on, uh, I think yeah, I have him having two daggers, uh, on his belt. They're kind of like hidden on his body. And coattails or no? Yeah, pretty. What? <laughs> coattails? Oh, definitely or no? coattails. Oh, yeah. He's a fancy <laughs> nice. boy. He's got a top hat on, probably. Unless it's bowler hats at this point. Well, my guy has a bowler hat. Okay, then. Then I think. Uh, I think Fawn's trying to keep on the top hats for a little while, and so he's still wearing a top <laughs> hat everywhere. It's a wonder you were able to fit that in the carriage. I'm going to actually, like, push it down a level and show him that it shrinks a couple inches or rises <laughs> up a couple inches. I spent no expense, you see. Wesley. And then I'll go and knock on the door. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Wesley, do you have any descriptions you want to give out about your character since we're doing that right now? Well, um, you know, uh, Tim kind of stole my plan verbatim. Um, All right, so you look like Tim. <laughs> So, uh, that's fine. You, you know, can be a fancy um, boy too. Professor Bobo is much older than Fawn, hmm. and so you know, I I feel like Fawn is dressed more like you know a man, a modern man of the twenties, and the professor is dressed more like the Victorian era. Um, you know, from when he was a young man. Hmm. Um. And uh, so, you know, a very fancy suit, but but definitely not in fashion of the day. Um, I see. And uh, he he's a very small old man with uh, with spectacles. Um, Archibald Pendleton's dressed all in white in a white suit, and then he's got his uh, his bowler hat, and he's got um, his cane, as I mentioned before. <clears throat> That's about it. So, Jacques the Block, give me. Uh, Give me athletics on the door, I guess. Uh, 16 plus 5. Oh, yeah, dude. You 21. pound the fuck out of this door. It's like... <laughs> it resonates through the dark forest, and you can hear it kind of shaking the windows a little bit. And then there's just silence. <clears throat> well, perhaps they're asleep. Um, in any case... I don't think they well, mind us getting shelter from the rain. Check the handle. Well, of course not. Absolutely. Yes, check the handle. People out in the country are always uh, generous hosts. And if they're not, we were going to Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and anyways, you know, like I'm, I'm like a... A status symbol, a folk hero. hero. Um, you know, commoners are willing to shelter me when I'm in some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it literally says that in uh, folk hero feature for my background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Convenient. Perfect. Um, Archibald turns the handle and the door 
creaks open. Huh? Well, that's anticlimactic. They should really lock their doors out here. I mean, I'm happy for it, but it seems prudent to lock your doors. Perhaps the rumors of bandits were just that, rumors. Um, he pushes the door open and takes a step inside. Do you guys follow him? I do. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yes. follow him in and I'm gonna kinda, I'm gonna kinda get my, like, fiddle with the hilt of one of my daggers, cause I feel a little bit nervous at this point. Okay. I take my fingerless, um, hobo gloves off and start wringing the water out of them. <laughs> as soon as you guys step inside and look around, you see, um, hold on one second. This is a kind of, it, the entryway is its own little room and, um, to your left, we're going to, we're going to do standard LCP D and D, um, style here where you walk through the door and you're facing North just to make it easy. But you know how we do on, uh, on the West side to your left. There's two doors in front of you is an archway leading to the main corridor it's got doors on either side in there there's a large grand staircase going up to the second floor balcony it's a whole big thing to your right another two doors well here's the thing archibald if we're going to shelter ourselves from the rain we should probably help ourselves to a few provisions as well right a snifter of cognac is nothing between neighbors, is it? I like the way you think, Mr. Jogerty. Um, perhaps you and I. The, he looks, he points to the left and the door is open a little ways. You can see a kind of a chair in a the corner of a table. He says, it looks like dining that way. Perhaps you and I should uh, make our way the, down there. Perhaps we all should make our way there. You know, in case of any ghosts, we can have Jock <laughs> punch them. <laughs> yeah, you know I will. I, I, I do know you will punch the ghosts, <sighs> and I'll be quite uh, impressed. Come, come now, Mr. Jokerty. Uh I reckon we'll cover more ground if we split up. See, it's the way that you say things at the end of your sentences that really makes me the most uncomfortable right now. <laughs> You know how you just said split up? Like, why wouldn't you just say, hey, let's go and have a quick cognac? But instead it's, hey, why don't you get away from the strong man while we go and imbibe spirits? I think I might be good. That was Archibald. not That was not even a slip of the DM. He really did say it that way. <laughs> um, hold on a second. <laughs> Do I have any other ideas to split you guys up? I mean, it, now it was it, it was a few seconds past already, but I just got to say that last like sort of nose laugh that Tim did sounded like when you rip a patch off an old denim jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and I just couldn't move past it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fun. Roll me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, shit. Funny story, this is my best stat. Um, 15. Wait, what, cl what, what class are you, Tim? I'm a rogue. <laughs> oh. I got a 12 plus 3, 15. Okay. Um, <clears throat> does a charm person know if you fail a spell? 
I know they know what yeah, you've done. Yeah, they do. Okay, yeah. You you f- feel something shift in you, and you resist it, and then you look at um, Mr. Pendleton, and he's kind of squinting at you. <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, can I use sleight of hand to uh, produce a illusion of a bottle of cognac and a few glasses on the table nearby? Yeah. Alright, so sleight of hand. Um, that is a... Oh, cool. I do. I am trained in this. So that is a dirty 20. 16 plus 4. Okay, so what happens? Um, I'm just trying to... Uh, I'm basically trying to conceal that I'm casting a spell. Oh, gotcha. He does not notice. Okay, and then I'm going to say... And I'm going to say, Excuse me, sir. Why would we need to go in the other room when there is a convenient bottle of cognac there? Blimey. You're talking about the the table through the door that you're looking at? No, the, the table that's right here in the room that I just produced the cognac on. Oh, gotcha, okay. <clears throat> well, that... Well, I... <laughs> He's kind of speechless the first, and then he says, Hold on. How long do you reckon that's been sitting there? I... I couldn't say, but we shouldn't stare at it for much longer. <laughs> that's for sure. I would prefer to smell it, I think, before I took a drink. Yes, I, yes, quite, quite. I know, I know a reasonable deal about alcohol, but how long does it last? Does it spoil? I mean, I'm, I'm quite a bit sure that it doesn't spoil per se, but maybe I'm wrong. What I do know is that that is the finest craftsmanship on a bottle that I have seen in many, many years. Yeah. Just drink the damn thing, Gilberton. <laughs> it's probably disappeared by now. It only lasts for a minute. As soon as it disappears, he says, Good gracious! And he, it dawns on him. He goes, Oh, that was spooky. Oh. <laughs> perhaps this house is... Perhaps this house is as... Perhaps you should be a bit more careful about abilities that you have, sir. Are we not in agreement? He looks at you, clearly trying to play it off, but his cheeks go bright red and he goes, If you need me, uh, I think I'm going to be (laughs) exploring this room. (laughs) You go stage left (laughs) towards the open door. Uh, Are either any of you coming? I'm going wherever Mr. Bobo goes. Um... Excuse me, doctor, doctor. And I am going to stay with Mr. Bobo as well. Yes. Professor Bobo, I believe it is. I, we should go upstairs. Dr. Professor Mr. Bobo. <laughs> Just call me Bobo, goddammit. <laughs> okay, Bobo, goddammit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we're, we're gonna go upstairs. He, uh, he pushes open his door and kind of peeks around the corner and he says... I did find the kitchen if I and any of you are still interested in that drink. 
You don't happen to know any poison spells, are you? <laughs> he, sh- he shakes his head profusely. I assure you, I would never. <laughs> I'm going to do right. an insight check on him. Okay. Oh, shit. 19, and I think I'm a minus one on that, but let's see. Uh, no, I'm proficient in that. So, uh, 19 plus one, dirty 20. Um, you think he's telling the truth. Oh, really? Hey, I, uh, I think he's, uh, he's being a straight shooter there. Well, I suppose we should accompany him to the room with the drinks and the food. Very well. All we right. can make our way upstairs after. He hastily disappears through the door. Right before I leave that room, I, um, put my hand around where on the table where the cognac was and like feel around like um, <laughs> just to see like whoa that, that was pretty weird <laughs> and then i follow all right um you go into the room you see roll perceptions another minus one 18 21 14 you all see a table it's, it's not a grand table. It's actually kind of rough-looking wood. It's just basic. There's a couple, like four chairs around it. Um, this room's not very big. You would probably assume that it's just for servants to eat on or people to wait or something of that nature. Um, but Fawn Jogarty notices a piece of paper on the floor. By this time, um, Archibald Pendleton um, already made his way into the kitchen, which is a, adjacent. But um, yeah, you notice a, a white piece of paper on the floor. I want to try and uh, as I'm walking by, I want to try and like, I want to try and basically step on it mm-hmm. and sort of drag it along with me because <laughs> I, I don't necessarily want to conspicuously pick it up in the middle of the road or in the middle of the. No, I'll just go and pick it up. Fuck it. Okay. You open up this white piece of paper and there's text on it that it's handwritten and it's a note. It says boo. It's a note addressed to uh it just says <laughs> This is another name that Tim gave me. <laughs> you see a note that's handwritten addressed to Gorflax. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um informing him about another lost chicken. Alrighty, that's um, not very interesting. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll put that in my uh, pack, and uh, then we can go into the other room with Archibald, who I do not trust at all. Before we do that, is it okay if I uh, cast detect magic? There's really only one kind of magic that you're detecting, and it's kind of uh-huh. a... I don't know exactly what the D&D magics are, but I can tell you that it's a temporal-related magic. Um, It's time-related. It, it, it's time-related. And it's just kind of... Time is waiting. Sorry. It's, it's kind of... It's kind of um, I'd say a medium level if you can sense, you know, strengths of magics. And then you you can almost, it's very faint, but you can sense it's it's more stronger at the north side of the room than it is at the south side. 
Okay. Very faint. Alright. I'll keep that in mind. I managed to find some glasses, and, uh... I don't know what this is, but it, it seems just like a wine of some sort. If you fellows are Wait, interested. Wait, you were that dubious of the cognac, and you find a wine of sorts, and you're all gung-ho for it? I, I mean, I've done what I can to <laughs> investigate if it's drinkable. I don't know what the next step is other than to drink it. Unless you have some sort of alcohol... <laughs> like, detection? I don't know. No, of course not. But you first. I walk up and I shrug and I, uh, grab hold of it and drink it. The, he has four goblets on the counter and he, um... I drink it right out of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Roll perceptions. All of us? Mm, if you want to. You can choose not to. A six minus one, so a five. <laughs> Oof. Eight. Uh, dirty 20. Fawn notices him um, pick up his glass and, and then he, he takes one of the glasses and he slides it towards Professor Bobo and then he just downs his drink like he's going <laughs> all in and just gulps this shit. <sighs> so he had already poured the glasses? <sighs> he had four of them waiting for you guys. It's uh, quite unlike anything any I've ever had before. Uh, well, I'm not dead yet. Well, I mean, it would make sense that you wouldn't poison your own glass. Poison? No, I mean from the what? aged alcohol. What? It's not... Right, no, yes, It doesn't course. taste spoiled. Mm-hmm. I do feel a mite dizzy. Um... So, uh, here's what you guys see. If you're facing north, um, from the door that you just came from, you see one door to your right, which you know, assume, would lead to the entryway. That's what the double doors were. Um, you see one door adjacent to that that you assume would go to that corridor with a staircase. To your left, there's a small unor uh, 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 undecorative door. And in front of you, to the north, is another door. So the only doors that you don't know where they lead is to your left and to in front of you. What would what would you lads like to do next? Why don't you wait here and drink my share? And maybe <laughs> I couldn't possibly. I. Oh, I feel dizzy already. Well, yes, that's quite a bit why you might stay here uh, in case there's any sort of trouble. All right. Well, let me know if you need anything. He reaches out and takes your glass and slides it towards him. Did, yes. So, so right. Chris, you Jacques took a drink, didn't he? Well, um, I think that my audio cut out for a second there because I was asking you if there was anything left in the bottle when I grabbed it. Oh yeah. Since you had said, uh, yeah, you, oh okay. There was so yeah, I drank straight out of the bottle. Oh, that's right. Okay, Wesley, Professor. Bob? Um, he's a teetotaler actually, so he he just sets the glass down politely. He didn't drink anything? No. I hate playing with Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, very well. I'll stay here. He, he takes a sip from the glass. Uh, a week after this air, the, the Mormon Action League is going to be boycotting the show. What do you guys do? 
Oh, uh, I'll follow him. Yeah, I want to go to the door on the left first, and then we're going to go to the door in front of me after that. Okay. I want to go through the one, that actually, that says that you just described as another door. <laughs> All right. It was the last one. Um, describe Tim's door first. Uh, Fawn Jogarty goes, and he opens the not very ornate door. It's kind of plain, small. And he finds himself in the in a, a pantry of sorts. There's shelves. It's kind of a narrow hallway, um, not very big. There's there's various jars and foods and things in there, flour and that kind of stuff. Can I make an investigation check? I want to like thoroughly inspect all of this food. Yeah. Uh-huh. So eleven plus three is fourteen. You're looking at these shelves and most of the food looks pretty decent. You're actually surprised. For a place that he described as being this old manor, everything's pretty fresh looking. There's no, like, you don't see any bugs or spider webs or, or uh, um, like, weevils crawling around or any of that kind of stuff. You look down at the floor and you notice there's a bag of bird seed that's spilled over. And... Uh, as you bend down to examine it, you actually find what might be a bit of blood on the opening, like dried there. That's what it looks like anyway. Can I roll an insight check? Like, I don't necessarily want you to tell me anything. I just want to figure something out. All right. Yeah, I think, okay. So Fawn is going to turn to both of them and he's going to say, Please don't eat or drink anything else from this building. <laughs> What's wrong? What did you find? He's going to walk over very close to him, and he's uh, he's going to use Thieves' Cant to uh, say that he found blood in there, um, which is doesn't involve speaking, and he's going to see how, uh, how Mr. Pendleton reacts. He does not pick up on what you're laying down. Okay, I'm going to look at him and I'm going to say, there is some sort of blood in the pantry. Blood, you say? Hmm. Not peculiar. But here's the thing that makes me uncomfortable. There's no reason to bring your meat goods into the pantry, yes? I suppose it could vary from house to house, but I personally wouldn't do it. Nor would I, good sir. Here's the other problem that I have. It, if it's dried and there's a small amount, it would appear that someone must have missed it when they cleaned it up. Seems like sound reasoning to me. But here's the thing. All of the food was fresh. So something died here recently. Where did you find this blood? On a bag of birdseed. Oh, birdseed, you say? Well, that's not too surprising. I mean, perhaps, perhaps they used it to lure in some fowl that they keep penned up outside and chopped its head off for the meal. I don't know. In the pantry? Well, <laughs> you know. Can I overhear this? You're not that far away. Yeah, you can hear. 
Yeah, you know, one time I got sucked in the kidneys real good, and I had blood in the pantry, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you What are you guys gonna do next? So we're going. We're going north Correct. right now from from where the room was. Um, so um, the kitchen on the left, you you open that pantry, and it it's a little hallway, and it has a second door that also leads into the same room and uh and, and fawn pushes the door open and reveals that it is the dining room the real dining room with an ornate table and um it's it's clearly for guests and family well if anyone lives here first of all they've heard us banging around down here i agree we should... So what happened with the door that I opened? That leads to the dining room. Oh. Um, so so the pantry connects both to the kitchen and the dining room, so they can go in and out through there. So they go in through the one door, and I, I went in through the other door, and we both, like, spook each other? Correct. As we, like, look through. Yeah, you both met in the dining room. <laughs> um, so. Professor. So what were you saying, Tim? Professor, could you do me a favor? Of course. Uh, uh, of course. I do believe that we should perhaps get to the stairwell and... Could you cast another of those detect magic spells? Oh, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am going to... Uh, don't, do, don't do it now. We'll wait a moment. We're going to go to the stairwell and go upstairs first. We want to get another reading of exactly what's going on here yes very very good idea my boy so um fawn no not fawn jacques you're in the dining room and one thing that you notice that's obvious without rolling is that there is a portrait a painting of the king not not the current king but a king from the past um and it's just sitting on the floor resting against the wall as if it's been removed and then there's like a dust line on the wall where it was hanging previously. All right, I, I walk up to it. Um, uh, would I recognize this king? Is it recent enough that um, that maybe he he put one of the the world champion medals across my neck at one point? <laughs> no, you 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 recognize him from like history books. Like this is old times. All right. Um, hey guys, probably uh, almost as old as this house. So someone's been redecorating. And taking down portraits of the king. <laughs> well, why would they rem- remove the portrait of King Marmaduke? I don't know. He's an ugly fuck, that's for sure. <laughs> Roll a perception, Jacques. It's a 14 minus 1, 13. <laughs> I'll bet you minus every time. <laughs> <laughs> the dust on the wall where that painting was sitting gets you looking around and you actually notice that there's also dust on the table and it's it's weird because it's like it hasn't been cleaned in a while but only around a few of the chairs there's two chairs in the corner that look like they've been wiped clean used recently man they really need a maid up in here um <sighs> as soon as you say that you hear no <laughs> oh! I didn't know we were expecting guests. And you look up, and out from the corridor where the staircase was appears a man dressed in a tuxedo-looking outfit, and he's kind of balding on top, and uh, he's got 
a cloth around his uh, forearm. Does Mr. S- well, hey there. Does Mr. Stepniak know you're here? Shall I inform him? Uh, I mean, sure. Uh, we were just coming out of the rain there. Oh, I see. Yes, it's a bit drizzly out, isn't it? Um, wait. Is it raining today? I don't recall. In any case, I shall inform Mr. Stepniak, I suppose? Uh, sure. Yeah, um, I suppose. caught on fire. Goodness gracious me, that sounds positively catastrophic. I- I'll go inform him immediately. He um, skitters off across the corridor towards... Um, hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. wait don't, I didn't finish the story. We also had our uh, driver and our bodyguard just uh, run off on, on their horses. Is uh, You know, I don't know what was going on with them. Is, is there anything I can do for you? Right. Do you, Are you hungry? Do you need towels? I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, some towels would be nice. Um, I mean, I'm already dry, but uh, it's always good to, you know, carry a towel on you. I, I heard in this guide one time. <laughs> he gives you a kind of puzzled look and then makes his way towards the kitchen. Hey, um, excuse me, sir. Oh, yeah. What, what is it? Hey, do you want a towel, too? Oh, He'll get why, you towels. Uh, I can... No, I, I don't need a towel. Thank you, Jock. Um, sir, why did you remove the portrait of King Marmaduke? Oh, um, you know, in light of the recent tax increase and the property issues, then it's been a decision of Mr. Stepniak that he does not want the king overlooking him as he dines, but... I hope that you'll be discreet about that. I'm, uh, it wouldn't do for people to think that we were unloyal to the king. It's just a decision that Mr. Ste- I've said too much already. No, do not worry, good sir. We will not, we will not speak a word to anyone. Yes? Oh, I would be so grateful. Uh, perhaps I should go fetch him. And in that moment, you see him start to his eyes grow wide and he starts to gurgle and you see a slit appear on his throat and blood starts pooling out and he goes and then he slumps to the floor in a heap and there's just a a growing pool of blood below his neck on the carpet I put up my dukes Jock I don't believe that uh, this is the first or last time that uh, this gentleman will meet this demise while we are here. What, what are you talking about? Uh, the, the, he, he was going to get our towels. <laughs> now, now where are we going to get our towels? <laughs> you, hear, you hear the thunk of a glass in the kitchen on a, on a counter and you hear, hey, what's going on out there? Wait, is that... Pendleton, or is that... That's Pendleton. I need to adjust their voices slightly, I suppose. Um, I'll just say, well, Pendleton, you remember when our friend Professor Bobo said there was temporal magic going on? Oh, yes, of course. Well, the butler just, uh, up and died. (laughs) There's a portrait of (laughs) King Marmaduke, and, uh, well... Everything is right fucked in here, if I do say so myself, good sir. 
if you'll pardon my language. <laughs> it's right cocked up. Yeah, you said the king was raising the taxes. I've I've finished my drink. Perhaps I should join you, uh, gentlemen. Um... Oh, did I mention that the king that we're talking about is Marmaduke? Marmaduke? The first. Good heavens. That must have been, what, 80 years ago? A century ago. Close to Maybe it. 80. I'm close to it in any not way. great with math. <laughs> I'm perhaps I, I, I as I say, I'm a bit of a foreigner here. Um, but as I recall, upwards of a century. Oh, well, maybe he's a history uh, buff. He comes. He isn't. He comes out. You can't be this dense. Hey, Professor Bobo, uh, maybe you could settle this. Um, they can't seem to agree on when Marmaduke uh, was king, and so uh, you're the oh. professor, so... Oh, I'm... <clears throat> I'm sorry, I was, uh... I was just thinking about the orgy. <laughs> um... <laughs> King, King, King Marmaduke was, uh... Why on do you think throne, I wanted a towel? Uh... On the throne, 97 years ago, he died. Um... <laughs> so, yeah. Um... Pendleton comes out and sees the body on the floor and immediately jumps back and says, <laughs> Wait, Pendleton, relax. Professor Bobo, could you please uh, do another detection spell for Absolutely. us? Absolutely. This time on the body. Um, you, you feel the intensity of this temporal magic is just surrounding this body on the floor and the exact same thing you noticed before that as it goes towards the corridor towards the front door where you came in it starts to fade away and then towards the back past the stairs and um, down the hall it's getting stronger and stronger it's, it's thicker but around this body it's like ringing I'm gonna tell my uh, companions um, what I've learned, and, uh... Oh, so you think we should, uh, burn the body? <laughs> well, no, um... I'm afraid to touch it. Jock, well, we're not... There's no reason to touch it. This is what you do not understand. There is something going on with this house. This man... As soon as you're saying going oh, on God. with this... As soon as you say house, the body just disappears and it's gone. And the blood's gone and the floor is clean like it was never touched. Oh, God. Whoa. <laughs> Good gracious. Safan so uh, jumps up in the air and then goes, Exactly <laughs> that's what I was talking about. And that wasn't in the least bit terrifying <laughs> because I was expecting it. And... He looks terrified, like his top hat came toppling off of his head, and, like, he jumped at least a foot and a half in the air, and, yeah. <laughs> Talk to Professor Mr. Bobo, did you do that? <laughs> I, I've never seen such a thing. It's the same <clears throat> thing that happened to the wine earlier at the door. At the front door. I put my hand through it. Through what? Through where the body was, but it's not anymore. You put your hand through it. It's like nothing there. I giggle a little bit. 
I also know spells. That's why I did the cognac trick. To let you know that I know you tried to charm me. You mean the cognac? It's not part of this? No, of (laughs) course not. I did that. But you didn't do this. No, I didn't. I wish that I could perform a trick like this. (laughs) Did you see the look on your face? (laughs) Perhaps. So one thing that you guys, you start looking around and um, there's a door across from you, which is where he was going when he said, I'm going to fetch Mr. Stepniak. There's a door um, further down the hall on your left side, if you're facing north, which is the dining room. You already know that. Staircase goes up to the second floor balcony further north from you. And then uh, there's more doors at the end of the corridor, but you're not there yet. It's further down the hall. Well, can I roll a uh, insight check to see if I can intuit where the towels might be? There were also two doors at the entryway you haven't explored, but that's just letting you know that they're still there. Um, you pretty confident they're in the kitchen even without into it because he was gonna he was walking towards the kitchen when he said he'd fetch the towels all right uh i'm gonna roll an investigation to see if i can find the towels <laughs> okay wait excuse me jock excuse me before you go wandering off natural I... 20 <laughs> nice <laughs> you go and you open up a cupboard and just a pile of towels fall out on your head Oh, yeah, fucking sweet, yeah. And I, I take one and kind of roll it up and uh, put it around my neck. <laughs> May I have a towel? Yeah, and I, I toss one to uh, his honorable uh, Dr. Professor, Mr. Bobo Esquire. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you never know when you need a good towel. <laughs> so Pendleton grabs one, too. Well, I guess if we're going to be all grabbing a towel, I... Also require one. And uh, <laughs> I throw one to him, I'll, too. I'll toss it over my shoulder. Are are these Egyptian cotton? <laughs> Jock, would you be would you be a good chap and do me a favor? Oh yeah, no problem. Will you try and exit the house for me? Alright, um, I look around. Is there a window nearby? <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's a great big window in the dining room next to where the painting was the the painting was taken down, and then you also saw one in the kitchen that was smaller, and it's kind of close to where you took the towels down. So either of these windows, they you know open up. Can I like you know um, ye- lift them up or whatever, or do they open out sideways? I would say the kitchen would open up because in case of smoke or anything like that. All right, yeah, I'll uh, open up that kitchen window and, and try to climb out. <laughs> So you're going to be going south. You're going to be just around the corner from the front door when you go outside. It's not hard to get through the window, but you do have to kind of jump up and wiggle your way through because it's not huge. All right. So uh, what do I see when I get out there? You're back on the lawn. Like I say, there's uh, you're on um, the the west side of the house. There's a around the, just around the corner from you is the front door and... Nothing's really changed. Everything is pretty normal as if you just went through a window. Oh, can I see if the carriage is still burning in the road? Um, you, you can tell because you were able to see the house from where you were. You can look down into the darkness and there's um, glowing through the trees, but you can't really... It's hard to tell how 
ferocious the flame is by now. Oh, okay. It's kind of just a glow. So I, I look back inside the window at um, Fawn and I kind of shrug my shoulders. Jock, I do believe that uh, we should leave our towels inside because we might need to go on a short walk. I wish to conduct an experiment. Okay. <laughs> and I uh, take my towel off of my neck and kind of toss it inside. I will stack mine neatly next to, next to his. Are you guys um, in the kitchen right now? Oh, yeah. uh, Fawn? Fawn. Um, I'm still standing outside by the window. Yes, my dear Professor Bobo, how may I assist you? Could could you lift me through the window, please? Um, I'm so small and feeble. <laughs> lift me well, to yes, jog. <laughs> As you're about to lift him, you hear a thud come from the corridor, and you hear a, Ow, fuck! <laughs> it's, it sounds like the butler you heard before. All right. Well, it does appear that the house does not want for us to leave. So we need to experiment and see exactly how far the house can go. Right? Is that you, Mr. Stepniak? Well, now you've piqued my fancy house. <laughs> Fuck it off. Suddenly, uh, the butler's face appears in the kitchen and he's startled and he sees you and he goes, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize we had guests. Right, no towels this time. We helped ourselves. I hope that's okay. Towels? Uh, I suppose. Does Mr. Stepniak know you're here? Um, he is expecting us. Oh, well, shall I inform him then? Or, or... Yes, go get him straight away, please. Very well, then. And he skitters off back into the corridor across the hall. Jock, please come in. I'm going to need you to punch a ghost very soon. On the <laughs> <show>. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm really excited to do that. But uh, from out here, the window's a lot higher from the ground. I don't think I can get in this way. I, I got to go back around. Oh, got to go back through the front door. No, as a matter of fact, we're all accompanying you then. We're coming with you right <laughs> now. And I'm going to lower uh, Professor Bobo down. Th thank you. And then I'll uh, hop out myself. <laughs> and I don't give a shit if Pendleton comes. Uh, right, to be well, completely um, honest. Meet you at the entryway, I suppose? It's your, it, it is your funeral, sir. He cuts through the <laughs> servant's dining room towards the front door. Oh, before you go, uh, butler man, um, make sure to bring us the towels. Uh, you know, <laughs> once we get in. I'm sorry, the butler already went to fetch Mr. Stepniak, I suppose. Well, uh, um, Pendleton, uh, bring our towels up to the front door. Oh, very sure. well. He grabs the towels in a huff and then goes into the servant's dining room. <laughs> I'm going to grab onto both uh, Jock and Professor Bobo, and I'm going to start leading them towards the front gate. Y you know, Jock, those, those towels are pretty nice, don't you think? Yeah, uh, why are we oh. uh, walking towards the, the front gate here? We need to go back to get our towels. <laughs> well, you, you remember the experiment we were talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. You, have you ever wanted to be a scientist, Mr. Mr. Block? <laughs> um, I'm a, uh, an award-winning uh, pugilist. <laughs> you, you are, that is quite true. Now... 
Would you like to be an award-winning scientist? Because we're performing an experiment. All right, what you got? All right. Well, we're going to walk basically off the grounds or as far as we can and see what the house does in response. If we walk off the ground, isn't that called flying? Oh, my Right. <laughs> That's uh, a valid point there, Jock. <laughs> see, this is why you're a scientist now. Great <laughs> observations like that. The front door swings open and the uh, Pendleton sticks his head out. He's got the towels in a bundle. Wait, where are you going? Keep the damn towels dry, Pendleton. And we'll just keep walking. <laughs> I look back longingly at the towels. <laughs> <laughs> so what is this uh, experiment? I'm going to just start loudly uh, talking about leaving the grounds. Just <laughs> Well, you see... It would appear to me that the house is stuck in some sort of a time loop. And perhaps it prefers to be this way. Or maybe it doesn't. We're going to see what it does when we try and leave the premises. Yes, that's a much better word. I nod my head a little bit and then look to, to Dr. Bobo for um, affirmation. I, I, I nod my head. I feel a lot more uh, assured now that Dr. Bobo <laughs> is on board with it. Does, it. does anything happen as we uh, approach the gate? The best that you can tell is everything's overgrown on the outside of the wall anyway, but the best that you can tell is trying to get beyond where the rocks are looking weathered and worn on the wall versus where they're clean and neat and tidy. And past that, you're just on the path in the woods, like when you first arrive. Well, that is quite curious. Are you coming or may I close the door? It's getting bloody cold out here. No, we're coming back. Okay, fine. I found out nothing from our experiment, except for that Jock knows that if we leave the grounds, we are <laughs> flying. <laughs> uh. You guys go, you reach the entryway door and he starts handing you your towels. And um, suddenly the butler appears in the entryway and he says, I dare say, I, 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 I wasn't able to find Mr. Stepniak anywhere. I wonder if he... And his throat slits open and he gurgles and then blood pours out and he falls to the ground. All right. Oh, well, man. this is definitely... Still terrible the second time. Yep. Still, still supremely awful. Oh, boy. Um, so what do you think we go freeze by the fire of the carriage, Mr. <laughs> Here is my thought. If this house is stuck in a time loop, we haven't encountered any danger here, what would be the harm on this vacant, less-traveled road to acquire a little something for our troubles. Here is my issue in general. Okay. If we should stay the night here, because I do believe those gentlemen are not returning whatsoever, all this time loop shows us is that these woods are indeed dangerous. Because 
Whatever locked this loop going, I'm sure had something to do with the murders. Which means something in these woods is very unsettling. And it might be this bloody house. <laughs> <laughs> bloody for sure. Look at this guy. Come, come now, Ooh. Mr. Jogarty. We've already discussed the issue of bandits along the road. We weren't afraid of them. We've got the champion fighter here with us. We, you and I. I am not afraid of paltry bandits, sir. I am... Well, look. The butler, he's died twice now. How many more times is he going to die throughout the course of the night before things start to ramp up? Have you ever seen a venomous spider, Mr. Pendleton? I have. I have seen a number of them in my travels. Have you ever noticed that they tend to have bright colorations in order to ward off larger predators and, and things of those natures and say, hey, you don't want to mess with me because I am venomous, right? Of course. The butler has had his throat slit in front of us twice now. If that isn't bright red coloration, I don't know what is, good sir. But here's something you don't know about me, Mr. Jogarty. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I am a traveler, a researcher, and an explorer. And to me, a brightly colored spider is not a ward, but an invitation. Men never learned anything by fleeing from things they feared that were unknown to them. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. All right, you leave, then, good sir. Perhaps one of you should go first, <laughs> champion. Oh, I'll go. Yeah, uh, let's take this. Um, these two doors on the right here. That won't lead anywhere. Um, you. I thought in the entranceway there were two doors on the left, two doors on the right, and then the entryway with the... Mr. Pendleton is not uh, very enthusiastic about them, but you are welcome to open them. Okay, I'm going to open them both at the same time. Okay, you fling the doors open, and mm -hmm. one is a long uh, a room full of coats hanging there. It's like a, like a walk-in closet. And the second one has a chair mm -hmm. and kind of an end table, a couple chairs and kind of an end table, and... Um, Clearly, it's meant for guests to wait around in there. All right. Um, as soon as I open both of the doors, I, I turn back towards uh, Pendleton, and I reach out my arm towards him. Beckoning or what? Are you offering him your elbow? <laughs> well, my, and my hand's out towards him. What does he say? I told you. It's a closet in a, a waiting room. What, what of it? You gonna give me that towel or what? <laughs> <laughs> of course, sorry. He walks over to you and hands you one of the towels. Um, let's. No, I want the one I had earlier. I don't know. This one's got like hair all over it. They look the same to me. He's digging, sorting through. Well, them. I don't got any hair, so obviously this is somebody else's hair. Um, he hands you whichever towel you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Roll it up and put it around my neck again. And then I walk <laughs> into the waiting room. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, two chairs and an end table and um, not much going on. There's no dust in this room. It's pretty clean. You're welcome to roll perception. All right. Does the end table have a um, like a drawer in it? Nope, it's just I got a, a fourteen. By the way, plain table. One thing that does catch your eye is something buried in the chair. It looks like a, a, a piece of paper or a card or something like that. It's white. All right, I, uh, grab it and pick it up. Um, it's a paper buried in the chair, and you pull it out, and it's uh, it says "boo." <laughs> it's a card. It's a business card, and it's got a stamp that reads. So before I read it, I, I reach into my robe and, and kind of dig around for a minute. And then I pull out these tiny, tiny little glasses that look um, really weird on my large, giant head. And um, I hold the card really close up by the glasses so I can read it. <laughs> it's a stamp on the card that reads Phineas and Charmaine with a picture of a gavel on it. And it has ink writing that has a date and a time with Stepniak's name. And uh, the pink, the paper, and the ink are both unfaded. The date that's written there is from at least upwards of 100 years ago. All right. Um, I, I hand it over to um, Dr. Professor Bobo. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I think this is like a dry cleaning receipt or something like that. Um, can. Uh, well, first, uh, Brian, can I read it? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's in common. Can you not read, Jock? Yeah, I could, I could, I can read. What, are you saying I can't read? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. I, I just wondered why you handed it to me. Well, you're the, the, you know, the brains here. So, like, you know, no one's as highly as esteemed as you. So, you know, I, I figured see. you might know what to do with this. Von kind of like straightens his coattails and uh, like gets his top hat right and like kind of glares over at uh, Jack. Hey, unless unless you would like to read it, good sir, and I and I offer it to to John. No, it is quite fine. Read it. Please, I mean, Fawn, not John. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, John, that would be some weird name. Huh? <laughs> John Fogarty? Oh, man, that'd be bizarre. <laughs> like some guy from some elf or something. Yeah, it's like some name you'd hear on some guy down on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> or out in the street. Um, so I read it, and uh, what does it say? Can we just have a quick public service announcement about... Uh, John Fogarty and the fact that he believes in supporting the arts. Now, mind you, at the time, a nickel was not a lot of money, but he did say, bring a nickel and tap your feet. You know what I mean? And that's, that's nice. You know, that's a patron. That's a patron right there. So thank you, John Fogarty. Thank you. And speaking of patrons, um, Patreon doesn't accept like a nickel level, but if you'd <laughs> like to, you know, subscribe to a dollar level or more, we'd be happy to have you... And then you could name some of our NPCs instead of Tim naming them these god-awful names that we've had. Chris, who are you talking to? Oh, you mean we still have listeners at this point? Oh, we absolutely have listeners. They're eating this up, right? I think we have more listeners now, yeah. And now they're really invested on the, um, the <laughs> towel subplot. 
I wonder if they're going to get to keep their towels for the rest of the game. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so um, Professor Bobo, it's that that is what it reads. That's all it reads. Phineas and Charmiac, or Phineas and Charmaine, and uh, it has the date and time and Mister Stepniak's name written on there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put it in my in my vest pocket. Um, just just in case. Okay. I carefully put away my little glasses. And there's no, like, blood spots or anything? No blood. Nothing else on the paper. Okay. So, um, coat closet, waiting room. In front of you, there's a corridor with the staircase. To to the right of that staircase is a door that leads into a room where the butler kept going to get Mr. Stebniak. Um... Further down the corridor, here, there's more doors. I want to go in that coat. I want to go in that cloak coat closet. Okay, it's a coat closet. <laughs> you walk in and there's uh, there's fresh coats hanging, and uh, you notice that they're pretty fresh. You know, in an old house like this, you open it up and everything's like brand new until some of the formal coats in the back have some dust on them. But yeah, there's no moth eating. There's no there's no wear tear. So what do these uh, coats look like? Very, uh, very out of date. <laughs> very specific to their are time they, period, um, hundreds, hundred years ago. Are there like uh, different sizes of coats? Oh, good question. So, um, one is a man's size, a man's coat, like you would wear, except back in the day. Um, there is one that is feminine in color, kind of more of a purplish. Um, and then there are some that are smaller. There's a couple, actually, one would be, a, you, you know, the times were different back then, but it's pretty easy to tell that one would be for a boy and one would be for a girl. Um, Professor Bobo forgot his hat in the carriage. Um, are there any hats in the closet? <laughs> there is a, there's a shelf up above, and uh-huh. there are... Some hats. One is obviously female, and then the other is male. But I should warn you, it's like we're dealing with a hundred years here, so this is top hat as fuck. Like it's steam pipe almost. Oh, that is quite lovely. Um, uh, would one of you boys mind handing me that that hat? Oh sure. I uh, reach down there and hand it to him. The out of Alice in Wonderland or something. Thank you, sir. And I put it on. Quite becoming, I must say. <laughs> it fits you okay. Um, mm. I feel around the walls of the, the closet for any sort of trap doors. I would make you roll for it, but I'm just going to tell you. It's all, it's just closety. I want to check again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you quite finished rummaging around in those coats? Natural one. <laughs> you're digging around on the floor and your finger hits uh, a carpet tack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I found the entrance. <laughs> you don't have to- I, I stick my finger in my mouth and suck on it. I'm going to need to rip up one of these boards, I think. <laughs> While he's digging around down there, would any of you care to do some real investigating? 
absolutely not. And I'm going to go into my uh, pack and pull out a crowbar and hand it to uh, Jock. Pendleton heaves oh, a so. super loud sigh. So, yeah, I pull, pull one of the boards up, and uh, what do I see under there? Um, cement. Oh, okay, so there's no basement that would this would lead to? Wait, I have a spell for this. Just, just hold on a second. <laughs> I don't know how old houses were made. Do they have cement? Maybe it's just dirt. Okay, I'm going to cast Minor Illusion. And um, on uh, the floor below the board, uh, I'm going to cast a... Uh, I don't know. What's the currency in this world? Mm, I'll just call them dollars. Penis wrinkles. Okay, it's going to be a gold... Uh, oh, yeah, gold pieces. I yeah. almost said... Uh, it's a silver dollar coin. And I, I'm just going to cast that on the floor. And... Uh, so Jacques pulls up the card, pries up this board, and there's a shiny silver dollar right there in four eyes. I like gasp. Doctor Professor Bobo, come look at this. Um, I've already given, uh, you know, uh, uh, given up on worldly possessions, but um, there's a whole silver dollar. Oh, you found treasure! I accidentally went Boston there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, grab it, my boy. Oh, I, I have no use for it, you know, like, uh, being, a, you know, kind of a, a monk and all now. Oh, I'm not doing the thing where I keep money on me anymore, you know? Oh, uh, Fawn, would you like it? Can I, uh, roll a perception to see if I saw him cast the spell? <laughs> all right. Wesley Deception. Uh, 18 plus 7 is 25. You son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> If you can't get higher than that with Deception, then yeah, he absolutely saw you. Um. Oh, god damn it. Yeah, yeah, that's a three. You really are a petty creature, aren't you, Mr. Bobo? <laughs> it was going to be fun. Fooling one of you. <laughs> I just looked down disappointed. <laughs> Suddenly you hear. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know we had guests. I'm he's gonna a, he's at the look staircase. at him and I'm gonna say, Hey, uh, excuse me, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dickhead, was it? Gorflax, my good man, Gorflax. <laughs> right, right. Dick cheese, yes, I remember. <laughs> um, could you please run to the pantry and, and, fetch, and fetch me a wheel? Uh, of cheese? Dick cheese, to be specific, <laughs> sir. Oh, <laughs> hey, but before you do that, um, look down here. There's a, a silver dollar. <laughs> How long is that illusion left? A minute. Okay. Uh, I could get some cheese, but um, shall I inform Mr. Stepniak that you're here? Well, no, he's missing, so there's really no reason. Missing? Who are you? The people that you're going to come and get your throat slit in front of in about, oh, I don't know, three or four minutes. Oh, 
Are you? Oh yeah, I was gonna say that too. Yeah, the th the throat thing it happens every time. Are you? Uh, we see you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you from the government? I assure you, Mr. Stepniak had full intentions to pay for. I. I should really fetch him. He goes towards that door um, that he's gone to every single time. He flings it open and then he looks in and says, uh, uh, he, he must be, he must be in the living area. I'll, I'll, I'll go check. He goes further down the corridor. All right. Well, shall we go upstairs, gentlemen? Actually, I'm going to follow him like very closely. Like I, I get up as soon as he starts walking away and I, I realize it, I like, instantly shoot up and then like start running towards him and everything like that and as soon as he opens that that door that um he's about to die in front of i push him out of the way <laughs> <laughs> he uh he goes flying across the corridor floor and crashes in a heap and he bonks his head on the floor and then he he comes up a little <laughs> rattled on his back and he looks at you like in disbelief and then suddenly his throat starts to bleed and he just collapses right <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> well one thing we did learn from that experiment though is that you can in fact punch ghosts one <laughs> uh, if I may um uh, I, I, I'm going to cast Detect Magic on this man's uh, body real quick. This is all happening at the back, um, to further down the corridor, past the staircase, um, kind of underneath that second floor balcony. And uh, you um. cast Detect Magic, and you notice um, it's very thick here. Uh, the, the body is glowing like it was before, but the temporal magic here is just... Uh, a fog in the air and um so okay. here's the here's the layout of where you are right now underneath you're underneath the second floor balcony bathroom living room on the side of the hall you're on across from you is three more doors and then north of you is one more door that looks like it's the back of the house the back door of the house dope i'm gonna go in the bathroom all right it's a it's a nice bathroom for its time but it's a little outdated <laughs> But the fact that they even had bathrooms back then is impressive. Is there any, like, little sort of uh, closet um, area in here or shelving thing? There's a cabinet. Is there any towels in there? there towels there, a lot. There's a towel and some washcloths. And one thing you notice is that there, on the sink, there's a razor and aftershave cream. I go for the towels. <laughs> so, um... My character is supposed to have a dagger, but uh, again, he left it in the uh, in the carriage. Is it okay if Bobo grabs that uh, that razor? Okay. okay. And it's a it's a switch. Oh, you want the razor? Here, I toss it to him. It's a cool one. It's a it's like a switchblade one. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, I assumed it would just be a straight razor, and it would have been really dangerous for me to throw it. <laughs> um, let me roll for that one. It's safe. It stays closed. Oh, okay. 
Boo. Sorry. So fate had it that way. Can I roll a d20 to see how many towels I get? You can roll a d4. Man, I wanted to get 20 towels. <laughs> D4s are like almost impossible to pick up. Oh, I got a four. <laughs> nice. Congratulations, sir. You have a total of two. So a second towel for everybody. Five towels on your person. Uh, I distribute them around nice. where I have two towels. Uh, Jacques, roll me perception. <laughs> uh, that's a seven. Yeah, you are really into these towels, passing them out and everything. Are these ones kind of warm, like uh, airline tiles? Um, they're pretty much like the kitchen ones, except that the kitchen ones were a little more decorative. Oh, okay. Shall we go upstairs? Uh, very well. Are you sure? Maybe, perhaps we should split up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cover more ground that way. Mr. Pendleton. I promise you, if you suggest splitting up one more time, <laughs> the only person that will split up will be you, <laughs> while the rest of us go and explore on our, on our own, and you also explore on your own, and you let us know how that goes for you. He gets kind of a solemn, pouty look, and then he says, very well, we'll go upstairs. Hello everyone, it's Wes, and I have some exciting news to tell you about today. We at LCP D&D now have merchandise, and it features some awesome artwork that our friend Rusted underscore Chrome did for us. Um, all of you should go to his Twitter, Rusted underscore Chrome, and uh, check out his artwork. It's really quite awesome. It's, it's on our t-shirts and mugs, various other items we have available um, on our merch shop. All of you can check that out at sonerdware.com slash LCP. Um, it's really awesome stuff. Uh, we're all excited about it. Again, that's sonerdware.com slash LCP. Thanks. If you've been enjoying LCP D&D, we would be honored to receive a review from you on iTunes or any of the other podcast services. Additionally, if you feel so inclined, we also have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash LCP D&D, where you can pledge any amount of money to help support the show. But regardless of what you do, we would enjoy having you as a member of our growing community on our Discord server. We hang out, we post memes, and even run D&D campaigns that you could jump into and play with us. You can find the Discord link in our podcast episode descriptions or message us on any of our social media platforms if you're having trouble getting in. You can also find the show on Twitter at DNDLCP or on Instagram at LCPDND. Thanks for joining us on this episode. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs>